Kiddushin Daf Samachei Amud Aleph and Beis Perception and Reality Yodad Baldin Kimea Eidim Dami. We're in this very difficult phase at, at the moment between the the shock of of what has happened and the concern and worry about what's about to happen. It's it's a hard time for everyone. We we need to be mechazek one another. We need mechazek ourselves and may the our learning the learning of Everybody in Eretz Yisrael, in Klal Yisrael, so much Limud Torah is taking place and so much Chesed. May all the Limud Torah and all the Chesed be a, a schut to protect Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael from our enemies as we go ahead to, to secure our futures, that our soldiers and the, and the country should be protected. A woman came up to me after Shul on Shabbos and says that this time she's needed a lot of Chizuk. And so she listens to the various things that, are, that I've put out, but she thought she would try the matmonim, although she has no background in this at all, and she thought it would be way over her head. And she was just so amazed that she got such a lot out of it. And again, it's a, a word to those people who are not that technically advanced. We're doing a, a complicated piece of Gomorrah today, but you'll find it fascinating and you'll find it illuminating. And, uh, and of course, there's always the, the precious matmon that, that we get out of it. The issue that we're going to be dealing with conceptually is the issue about perceptions and reality. My view of the truth, my view of reality and, and, and an objective view of reality. In the, from a more technical perspective, what we're looking at is the din of needing edim for kiddushim. So you've got to have two witnesses at a wedding, as we know, and they're a very important part of the, of the Kiddushin. What happens if two people get married and they're no Edim? And they both agree they got married and everybody agrees. Everybody knows they got married. There's no question about that, but they're no, they're no proper witnesses. They're no Edim. What is the status of that, of that marriage? Now, you remember back in the beginning of Gittin, we talked about two different kinds of Edut, the Edus Raya and, uh, and the Edus Kiyum. Sometimes evidence, witnesses are used to provide evidence to, to substantiate an event. And sometimes it's lekayim, it's to give authority to an event. And we talked about Gitin and about Kiddushin in that light. To, today we realize in, in our sugya that the need for witnesses in Kiddushin is closely linked to the need for witnesses in mandatory matters. So you can't just say, well, in Kiddushin you need witnesses because it's Eidekiyum. They validate the event, whereas in monetary matters, they simply give credence to the event. That we can't really say because we see the linkage. So we've got a, a Rambam in Hilchus Ishus where the Rambam says, based on our Gemara, HaMekadesh Be'edechad in Choshishin Likidushav. If a person used only one witness at the wedding, the wedding is not valid. Even if they both agree that there, there's no question, nobody's arguing about whether there was a wedding or not, there just weren't witnesses. And certainly if there are no witnesses at all, the wedding's not valid. On the other hand, the Rambam says in Hilchus Mechiri, these laws of Kinyan, when you're making a Kinyan, you don't need witnesses. So in the laws of monetary matters, you don't need witnesses for a Kinyan, for an acquisition. The only reason you need Kinyanim is in case there's a a dispute afterwards, so the witnesses can settle the dispute. But if there's no dispute, you don't need witnesses. But in Kiddushin, you do. And yet the very need for witnesses in Kiddushin is learned from Mamonot. Because we've got in, when it comes to the uh, laws of Mamonot, in Pasha Shoftim, we have Alpi Shnei Eidim or Alpi Shlosha Eidim Yakum Davar. 
the, the verse that I, that I quoted at the beginning of, this, of the source sheet. And we've learned that before, that, that matters are established in, in matters of, of monetary issues through two witnesses. And that same word, davar, appears in the posuk we've been using all the way through Gitin and through Kiddushin, that one posuk, ki yikach ish isho v'alav, ayayim lotim tzachin be'enav ki mitzahaba ervat davar, the laws of marriage and divorce in the same posuk. And the word ervat davar is there. And the Gemara learns from the fact that there's a davar, a gzera shava. Davar is used seemingly unnecessary in, in, in the marriage posuk, and it's used seemingly unnecessarily in the monetary posuk. And we learn from there, davar, davar, that just as you need witnesses in monetary matters, you need witnesses at a wedding. So you see that the nature of the witnesses is the same. And yet in monetary matters, we say, if everybody agrees, you don't need witnesses. And in, the, in a kiddushin, we say, if, even if everybody agrees, you need witnesses. So in what way is it, how do we learn the one from the other? And yet it's the, they're not learned one from the other. It's all, all revolves around our Gemara. The Gemara says on, on Ahmed Aleph, Omar Rav Nachman, Omar Shmuel, Ahmed Kadesh Be'ed Echad, En Choshishin Lekidushav, Vafilu Shneem Madim, that's the source for the Rambam. That if there's only one witness, and certainly if there's no witness, even if everybody agrees the wedding took place, but there are no witnesses, there's no Kiddushin, she doesn't need a get, she doesn't need anything, that's not a marriage. The Gemara goes backwards and forwards and then says on the second page, my Havala, so what's the din? Rav Kahana Amar, En Choshishin Likidushav. This is one of these wonderful mornings where we're looking at Psukim in the Torah from uh, over 3,000 years ago. We're looking at a Gemara from nearly 2,000 years ago. We're looking at a Rambam from 1,000. We've got 3,000 years, 2,000 years, 1,000 years. Then we've got an Tosfus, and then we've got a Reb Shimon Shkop from the 20th century. That's this, the scale of what, of what we're going through, what we're living through, and understanding what, what Torah is. It's just unbelievable. So the Gemara says, so here we have Rav Kahana and, and Rav Papa in our base of Medrash this morning. Rav Kahana says, They argue as to whether Kiddushin is valid if everybody agrees it took place, but there were no witnesses. So Rav Ashi says to Rav Kahani, clearly you learn from Davar Davar. The reason you think that you need witnesses is because we learn it from monetary matters, Davar, but you need witnesses for Kiddushin. But in monetary matters, if everybody agrees, you don't need the witnesses. You only need the witnesses if there's an argument. Why do you need witnesses for a wedding no matter what? If there weren't witnesses but nobody's arguing, who cares? Why is it not a good wedding? There's a difference. In monetary matters, if everybody agrees, who are the interested parties? Who are the stakeholders? The claimant and the defendant. He says a loan took place. He says a loan didn't take place. In this case, they both agree a loan took place. So, so the stakeholders all agree. So why do you need witnesses? But in Kiddushin, there's a Chav Lachrini. There are other stakeholders. You'll remember we learned in Rav Shimon Shkop that the essence of, of, a, of a wedding is that you, the first thing is what you're doing is the man is forbidding her to everybody else. Consequently, he's, she's permitted to him. But what Kiddushin really does is makes her asur like Hektish, makes her asur to everybody else. So in a case of, of Kiddushin, it doesn't help that the two of them agree. The rest of society is also affected. The two of them agree that she's married. That means nobody else can marry her. So you can't just, this is where we come to perception. We both agree. Our reality is a wedding took place. We're not arguing about the fact that a wedding took place. And there were a hundred people at the wedding, and they, they know that the wedding took place. They just weren't witnesses. They were at the reception. They weren't at the chuppah, but they know there was a wedding. 
Okay, that's your, your perception. That's great. If you were the only people involved, your perception would be fine. So this whole thing when people say perception is, you know, your perception is your reality. Yes, that's only provided your perception and your reality doesn't impact others. But if your perception and your reality does impact others, your perception is not enough. We need to know more than your perception. And therefore, says the Gemara, here's Then there's a case of Rav Zutra and Rav, Rav Adasaba were, were dividing property. They came before Rav Ashi and they said, uh, we, have, we don't have witnesses. Can, can we still change our minds or we can't? We both agree with the facts. It's not an argument about what happens. And he says, Lo ivrus hadi shakri, an important phrase. Witnesses are there for liars. That's why you need witnesses, because sometimes one side lies, so we've got, to have, we've got to have facts. But if nobody's lying, you both agree, you don't need witnesses. So, so this is the balance that we've got. On the one hand, you've got, uh, in mandatory matters, lo ivru shakri, and therefore, hodat baldin if the person affected says, I agree, I owe him the money. Well, that's fine, that's done. We, we don't need witnesses. And you can't change your mind afterwards. But in Kiddushin, it doesn't work that way. Even if everybody agrees that the marriage took place, that's not, a, not sufficient. You need, you need Eidim. And Tosfos, the famous Tosfos on Rabbeinu Tam, on our daf, yes, is Mikan Omar Rabbeinu Tam, the ain't sarich Eidim la'asot Kinyan. You don't need Eidim for a Kinyan. It's only for Kiddushin that you need a Kinyan. You'll see a long set of sources on the next page. Don't be intimidated by them, although those who have the ability should definitely learn through this Rashboa and the Rib Shimon Shkot. What the Rashbo brings around, the Rashbo asks a fascinating question, and he says, Why are you saying that marriage affects other stakeholders? So you, he, he, they agree they're married. Yeah, but what about the rest of the world? Well, that means no other man can now marry her. So you've made her forbidden to every other man. You can't just do that by your own admission. You need aid him for that. Says the Rashbo, so then if I say I sold him the field, I admit to selling him the field. I've now made the field not available to anybody else. Is that called Chavlachri? What's going on? There's a wonderful Rashbo that he, he analyzes it and he says, I would have thought, were it not from the Posuk in Parashas Mishpotim, that say, from which we learn that a person's admission is binding, if it weren't for that actual verse, I would have thought you always need witnesses for a Kenyan, just as you do for Kiddushin. And then he goes on and he says, then this poster comes and says, no, if, a, if the, everybody is agreeable, agreeable, you don't need witnesses. However, that's only where you're not impacting other people. Where you are impacting other people, it doesn't apply. And therefore, by Kiddushin, since Davar Davar, we link Kiddushin to monetary matters, what that means is in Kiddushin, there is an element of Chavla Achrini, there is an element of causing negative impact to other people, and therefore it's compared to monetary matters where there is negative impact. And we know where there is negative impact to others in monetary matters, you need witnesses, right? So in Kiddushin, you need witnesses, says the Rashbo. Very briefly and difficult to understand. Rabbi Shimon Shkop goes through a beautiful analysis. It starts off with the, the obvious question. It's so obvious that people don't even ask it. We established that by Kiddushin, you've got to have witnesses. No witnesses, no Kiddushin. 
ולא מצאתי ביר נכון על זה, and I haven't found a good explanation on this. And he goes into with, with the various questions and why it doesn't make sense. And he comes out with this amazing yesod, which is foundational in, in Rav Shimon Shkop, but it's based on this Rashbol, which he quotes at the end. And that is that witnesses have two functions. Witnesses inform us as to what happens. They give us information, but they also empower a based in. Al-Pishnaim Edim Yakum Davar means, and we touched on this a couple of days ago, that the based in creates a reality from now on. So on the one hand, the Edim may do some clarification about what actually happened. But even where they don't do that, what their real function is, Yakum Dova, they give the, the Bezdin, they give the court the power to decide the law and impose the law. To create that reality that from now on, irrespective of what's happened, from now on, you owe Reuven, you owe Chaim a thousand dollars. And Reuven says, but I've never borrowed, I've never met Chaim. It doesn't matter. We've had the case. We've listened to witnesses. Right now, you owe Chaim $1,000, and we will force you to pay Chaim $1,000. That power the Beisdin gets from the witnesses. The Beisdin doesn't get it from the legislature. The Beisdin doesn't get it from, from Congress or from the Knesset. The Beisdin gets that power from the witnesses. The witnesses, the Torah tells us, the witnesses give the Beisdin the power to create that reality and impose it upon people. And what about, Rabbi Shemeshkop explains, when they agree. So what happens now? A man comes along and says, I agree. I owe Chaim $1,000. Beisdin says, fine, we don't need witnesses then. And a, a week later, Chaim comes back to Beisdin and he says, he's refusing to pay the $1,000, which in front of you said he owes me. We'll force him to pay. So Reuven says, but there were no witnesses. He, Chaim can't bring, can't bring proof that but you admitted to it. Yes, I admitted to it. But the Torah says, Yes, but we learn from Ki that once you admit to something, it's binding. Provided you're not impacting another person negatively. If you're not impacting anybody, if it's just between the two of you, then your admission is, You also give based in that same power. Just as witnesses give based in the power, the Torah teaches us from these psukim. This whole piece is based on the three psukim that I bring in the beginning of the, of the sources. From these, from these psukim, we learn that your admission gave based in that same power. So it doesn't matter anymore if there's evidence or there isn't evidence or you did borrow or you didn't borrow. The fact that in front of us you admitted that you owe him $1,000, from now on you owe him $1,000 and based in will enforce that. That's the power your admission gave to based in. And what we see over here is this difference between a person's perception. So a person comes on and says, we, we, we agree. We agree that Reuven says, yeah, I agree. I owe him $1,000. Are there any witnesses? No, nobody was there. Does anybody in the world know this? No, nobody knows it. Could you bring proof that you owe him $1,000? No ways I could bring proof. But I, but I admit to it. That becomes a reality. We don't look for any more proof. If, if something's... If you're certain about something, you don't need proof. If you're certain about something, you don't have to ask a shayla. If you're certain about something, you don't have to ask somebody for advice. You don't go looking for proof in things that you're certain about. Every day of your life, are you going to go and, and ask for proof that it's daytime? Proof that it's nighttime? The things you know for sure. Is it cold today? You're going to ask for proof? The weather, the weather forecast says, tells you that the, the temperature at the moment is 25 degrees. Are you going to ask for proof? There are things you know. Once if you know it, you don't have to ask for proof. However, when what you know, no matter how certain you are about it, impacts other people, your knowledge is insufficient. Your knowledge is sufficient for you. 
If you know something for sure, you don't have to ask a Shiloh, that's true. If you know something for sure, you don't have to go to Bezdin, that's true. If you know something for sure, you don't have to go and look for witnesses. That's because you know it. But if your knowledge impacts other people, we can't rely on your knowledge. Now we, now we need real information. Now we need to be able to establish what the facts really are. And for that, we need, we need aidus. And that's something that's important in our conversations with ourselves and our conversations with others, particularly for, at a time like this, when you get into this, this moral subjectivism that we're, uh, we've always had in the Western world. And, and now we're going to see it creeping in as, as things get more difficult and people start getting killed. We're going to get this is Israel in, within its rights to cut off water and, and electricity to Gaza? What about proportionality? And isn't, is there, and everybody's got an opinion. And people are very sure about their opinion. They're very clear on what their opinion is. That's fine, you've got your opinion, that's for you. But you can't impose your opinion on other people to their disadvantage. For that, there's gotta be halacha. For that, there's gotta be there, you've gotta start looking far more objectively and, and thank God we've got a Torah, otherwise where do you start with this? Is it the right thing to do or isn't it the right thing? I have an opinion, it's wrong. I have an opinion, it's right. Who's right? Who's wrong? So there we have to come to halacha. That's where we get into halacha. Halacha is where your opinion isn't enough because your opinion can prejudice others. Your opinion is fine when the only person that can prejudice is you. Then your opinion is valid. But if your opinion can prejudice others, your opinion is irrelevant. What we need is a psaktin, we need halacha, we need to know what the truth is. And in the conversations we will all be having over the next few months, it's an important idea to remember. Your opinion is irrelevant if your opinion prejudices other people. All that's relevant is what is the halacha, what is objectively right, what is ethically correct. And for that we've got to go to objective sources. This can no longer be a matter of personal opinion. <music>